0: Welcome to the What If Podcast with your hosts, Spencer Worth-Davis and Ryan Kopperud. Hi! <laughs> hey! <laughs> what
1: up, dude? Bruno Watch 2018 actually concluded in 2017, it turns out. We, we, we're,
0: we, eight, we're eight months late. <laughs> we stopped watching Bruno. <laughs> uh, for for y'all that don't know, we watched Bruno for most of 2017. Bruno Borges. He was a, is a, well... He's alive. He oh! came home. That's that's the conclusion. He made it back. We should give people a quick rewind for those who were not listening to us in uh, mid to early 2017. He was a Brazilian young man, 25 years old. I guess if he is alive, I guess it still technically is a Brazilian young man. Oh right, <laughs> slightly older now. <laughs> he uh,
1: put up an old man now. Put up a statue of Giordano Bruno, the the philosopher from the 1500s, in his room. Wrote a bunch of books uh, that were encrypted in some sort of weird code. Decorated his room real weird. Painted some pictures of himself in robes hanging out with aliens that he hung on the walls. And he fucked right off. Yep. <laughs> he uh, he left for, when did, when did we first start doing
0: this? Was it like uh, February or March last year? Good Lord. Right? I mean, sure, that's just a really long time ago. I think it was like a... Yeah, he
1: was gone for five months, it says. That's a gosh-dang year. So he disappeared for five months, and in the uh, in the time that he was gone, his family de-encrypted and published one of his books. You, that said, was
0: you said de-encrypted with your decoded. voice?
1: Decoded. That's the word I was looking for.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: that works too. I think de-encrypted is a word. Sounds dumb. Yeah. You got to put two E's next to each other. That's
0: no good. De-encrypted. Um, <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, that one's gonna get some usage. Uh huh.
1: Uh-huh. Um, so he returned after five months and after yeah. publishing a book and uh with some weird explanations about where he was and what he was doing. Oh, and great. I guess this happened in August and we missed it for eight months. Stop watching, Sorry. man.
0: <laughs> Sorry, he, he must not be a good storyteller because the whole point of his thing was to tell this epic story and we. We're very fucking focused on it. Well, I think what really happened out.
1: was, much as we had speculated, it was a publicity stunt for his books that he was publishing, which apparently worked because they charted, like, in the top 20 or 30 on the Brazilian bestseller list, whatever no that's called. Way. Yeah, he actually sold a bunch of copies of these books that it seems like are total nonsense, or maybe just I'm getting bad translations
0: of things. But... I, I want to know... I mean, he would have had to... If they're selling those books, he would have had to actually write those books. Yeah, what well, yeah, he did. I mean, the kid's was a 28-year-old and
1: he wrote 10 decoded books. Twenty-five. Or 25. I don't I mean, they published one. Okay. They didn't publish 13 or 14
0: or oh, whatever. Oh, okay. You
1: know. Also, we don't know how long he had been working on that stuff for. And it seems like they're mostly nonsense. So
0: it just seems like a shitload of work. Yeah, sure. Like way more work than it would have been to just like write a a normal book a that normal was actually book. good? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's more fun. He got to paint some pictures of aliens this way. I wrote 800,000 words of <laughs> bullshit by my shit. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> so he said that um while he was gone for five months, he sought to, quote, find himself on a mystical journey of the soul.
0: Mm, really thought you were going to say solar system, and now I'm bummed out. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'll chill.
0: Uh, quote, I had the notion
1: that the philosopher's stone was within the dark land. So I went after it, entering the dark land to find it. Just as the hero enters the cave to kill a dragon and Jonah enters a whale, I too plunged into the sea of the unconscious in order to rescue myself. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah, you did. Like, if that's how you speak in an interview, I don't want to read your books, bro. Go get them,
0: Bruno. <laughs> you go kill that dragon. Face your fears, son. <laughs> <laughs> Told you it was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sure enough. Uh, Shout out to Cold Game Kelv. Yeah, Brother Nature, please come on our podcast. Dude. Where does he live? Upstate New York. Fuck. Rob. Right?
1: <laughs> Isn't Rob, that where
0: all the deer were?
1: I don't know. I mean that's oh, a yeah. that's that's a place where deer are. Rob assemble your troops. Rob lives in like a national forest or something, doesn't he? Adjacent, I believe. Okay. Let's I guess let's chill on putting Rob's address on our podcast. Oh, yeah.
0: Never mind. <laughs> you get to Rob's house. No one knows who we're talking about <laughs> or where that is.
1: Sorry. Sorry, Rob. So anyway, Bruno's back. Bruno watch is officially over <laughs> after he disappeared from March twenty-seventh, twenty seventeen. Until August uh, 8th of 2017. He's home. Uh, It was 14 books that he wrote.
0: 14 books. That he
1: allegedly wrote. Uh, But only one has been published so far.
0: I imagine they're just going to keep going, right?
1: The month it was released, it hovered between 24 and 30 on Brazil's nonfiction bestseller list. I would,
0: nonfiction, excuse me? quote-unquote non-fiction. Excuse me? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can't write spiritual books about being abducted
1: by aliens and be like, well, we don't know what they're about. It's called Theory of Absorption of Knowledge. That could be almost
0: anything. Mm. think, I think he also (laughs) wrote it with that in mind. I could pretty much just write like almost anything and it's going to be fun. Stop being a punk. Stop being a punk, Bruno. If they publish the rest of those, that will be such a joke. I kind of doubt that the other ones exist, honestly. He just put a new
1: jacket on 14 just copies of the same it. book. I mean, who's going to bother to read
0: all that shit? Literally no one other than yeah. him and his family.
1: Right. And they were just in like a, a like a handbound Office Depot
0: looking ass sixth grade presentation
1: yeah. looking ass thing.
0: I'm going to be psyched if like 12 months from now he just goes, "Yeah, I just want to pay for college." Yeah. I thought it'd be funny. Right. Like if he if he owned it, I would be so much more psyched. I mean, Or you just commit to it forever.
1: He's already got his money. It's true. And it's a hell of a bit. I don't... The most confusing part to me is is who agreed to publish that. Well... It doesn't sound like it was self-published if it ended up on a bestseller list. I mean... And he he was gone for the months that it was being published.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of publishing houses that are going to be thrilled to be like, oh... This dude got write-ups in every major Brazilian newspaper, and the stories traveled to the Sun and the U.S. Also- Our dumbasses are talking about it, like- Also, as soon as I said that, I thought about all the books that I've read over the years
1: and the fact that someone published those. All those books? hmm Like the one that was allegedly written by a horse? Somebody published that. Oof. Uh-huh. oopa dupa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what I was thinking? I know that you don't have as many books as you used to have, but I was thinking we should have a thing on the Patreon where we raffle off one book every month. Because we practically buy a new book every month anyway. Fuck, let's raffle off 10. I still have most of those. They're just not in here anymore. They're we in my should, garage. That would be dope. It'd be like, hey, you can get a new episode every week and we raffle off a book. Like maybe we raffle off a book every week. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Sounds fun. Patreon.com slash what if podcast. What if podcast? Um Speaking of uh, Patreon supporters, uh, we have to thank a listener. We got a, we got a care package. Oh, yeah. Brita sent us some crystals. Britta! Holy bananas. You sent a lot a of crystals. A whole bunch of them. Uh, with beautifully designed cards explaining the virtues of each crystal and their names.
1: Dude, what if we slowly just morphed into not cussing at all on our podcast and just replaced all of the cuss words with like elementary school teacher cuss words like Jiminy crickets like when you just said holy bananas holy
0: bananas and it'll be like a, it'll be like when you watch a die hard movie on TNT and instead of saying motherfucker everybody says melon farmer when you're right. like excuse me what right that's never been a thing anyone's <laughs> called anyone except for two guys whose fields were next to each other had a long time rivalry he was like, "Oh go sow your oats, Dave. Hey fuck you, Kyle, you goddamn melon farmer." Like well, that's the I, only time I, that's I ever think
1: been it used. It defeats the purpose if you say "fuck you, you goddamn melon farmer." No,
0: no, no, I'm just saying the only time the phrase "melon farmer" has oh, ever been used was in the canon of by the actual profanity was surrounded by f- profanity and between like two rival farmers. You would think at that point it would be pretty obvious what
1: their occupation was, so I don't think you'd need to specify that they're a melon farmer. Right. Yeah. If you're yelling at each other amongst a field field? of melons, (laughs) you're probably
0: Why don't you go farm some melons, you fucking melon (laughs) farmer? (laughs) I just like that it could be a pejorative thing, you know? Like two, two guys. You dirty melon
1: farmer. Two guys are hiking through the Alps, and they meet each other for the first time. They're like, hey, man, you're... You're hiking here? I'm I'm hiking here. This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> that would, did, why did that go so far over my head? Uh, we discussed this one before. It's uh, Big Lebowski. When Walter's smashing the dude's car with a bat and he's uh, screaming, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in yes, the ass. Yes, yes, yes. But it's edited. To, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> Dude. He spashes your goddamn car.
0: It's like they don't even try, you know?
1: It's got to be a bit. Like that ADR, people who work in ADR. Yeah, it's got to be, like, funny on purpose. That's true. There's no other, like, you could find so many better options, or you could just bleep it out, like, because the dialogue doesn't make any sense. You may as well not have it in there. Right. Except that it's
0: funny. Because they're trying to match the lips well, while, right. while it making absolutely sense. But like in that scene, you sense. can't
1: even see his face. So why bother?
0: You could have him saying anything. This is what happens when you... Mess with the wrong guy. When you... <laughs> yeah. When you bowl on Shabbos. When you piss on people's rugs. Yeah, right. Anyway. Find a stranger in the Alps. That's right. I totally forgot about that one. You want to talk about um, more weird shit happening in Brazil? Thanks, Brita. Thank you for your crystals. Oh I'm, right, I interrupted I'm, that. I'm holding one while we record today. With Me the uh, I got some. Oh, hey <laughs> Hey, you're also holding I'm a the, snare I'm drum on the weird page of, of machine right now. <laughs> holding a snare drum. I, I've got some quartz. Feels and, real nice. I'm not sure which one. Mine is. I'll have to consult the uh, the helpful cards that We're explain. Have, so uh, color what, what what it look like? It's it's poiple. Uh, it's playful And it's slightly um, translucent mm-hmm. Britta's listening to this going
1: It's Tiger Eye <laughs> You idiot Or <laughs> no, one of dude, them dude
0: Tiger Eye looks like A I fucking Tiger I Eye I don't Come know on. I don't That know. one's It's pretty self-explanatory Alright Alright Thank you Britta Thank you for helping us Make our energy better We're gonna have so many good vibes In the studio bro It's a vibe Dude It's getting better in here all the time Saying, Thank you listeners we got wood plaques And crystals And fucking space sheets And Yeah dog slit fam yeah dog um what if you oh yeah what if you wore a mask and it was made of lead and you were fucking creepy and dead (laughs) what if you were weird and dead and and had bad glasses what if your glasses were ugly
1: there we go what if your glasses gave you face cancer and you died (laughs) no i think it's the
0: it's for the opposite effect right it's to not get eye cancer. That's why you put lead on your face? <laughs> yes. Correct. 60s logic. 60s logic. Uh, August did, 20th. What are we talking about today? 1966. Hey. Uh,
1: a couple guys were found. A couple of guys. A couple of guys were found on top of a hill in Brazil. Mm. Uh, in Rio
0: de Janeiro, specifically. Yes. Speaking of Brazil. Oh, my God. We're going back to Brazil. That's what I just said. I'm just saying because we talked about Bruno. Right, that's what I just said. Oh. I said, "Do you want to talk about some other weird shit that happened in Brazil?" Oh, I didn't. I didn't get that. I just heard that. Do you want to cool. talk about some other weird it's shit? Cool. It's cool. All right, go ahead.
1: Holy shit! Hey, this little kid sees a couple dead guys up on top of the
0: hill when he's flying his kite. <laughs> I like. I, sorry, quick aside. Uh-huh. Why is that an important detail that is in every version of this story? I think for most because, of the versions of this
1: story. Okay. I think when weird stories or any stories originate in another language, they get translated once, and then every publication just basically reprints that one translation, or pulls like all their details from that. Yeah, right. Because the I could find one account that was exactly the same in a bunch of locations. Yeah, and then one other account that was Jacques Vallee's account from when he actually went there and spoke with people and then wrote about it. In the 80s. Oh, that one I did not uncover in my presentation. That one's much more interesting, and we'll get to that in a moment. Tight. But yeah, I think it's I think it's just a translation issue. Like most people can't translate the Portuguese accounts of it. Yeah, yeah. They can't go to Brazil and interview people about it, so they just re repackage the, the one person have. who did. Yeah.
0: I guess it also makes sense too that like they, they include the detail of the fact that the kid was flying a height flying a kite because it makes sense to explain why he's on top of an unpopulated mountaintop because he's sure. like, trying to catch wind up there by himself, you know? Trying to catch some air, bro. Trying to, try, trying to fucking skydive off this mountain with my kite.
1: So there were two guys laying down next to each other, uh, and they were partially covered by some grass, and they each had on a suit, a raincoat, and a mask made of lead. So it was like they looked sort of like, um, like a sleep mask.
0: Yeah, I but
1: cut sort of haphazardly out of a sheet of lead.
0: Yeah, and then just the, like laid
1: across their face. It wasn't attached in any way.
0: Right, right. the The way I thought about it when I saw the the first picture of it is they kind of look like. Um, well, you don't wear glasses, so maybe you don't, don't know. But have you ever gotten your eyes checked? Not in a long time. Back way back but, yeah, in the day. I have. When they would dilate your eyes, they would send you on your way with like sunglasses to go. Because with dilated eyes, if you walk into the sun, it could be damaging to your retro, uh, your retinas because they're so wide open. Right. Right.
1: So they would send you get, away. Get some laser beams up in your eyes. Yeah. So they would send you away
0: out. with these like. It was a piece of film, like plastic, that rolled up into a little tube.
1: And if you uncurled oh, yeah. it, you
0: could basically—it was like a snap Star bracelet Trek. for your face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, Jordy LaForge
1: face exactly. snap bracelet,
0: and it and it kind of wrapped all the way around yeah, your face piece. I Remember that? But they were big and chunky and kind of awkward. That's kind of what I was reminded of when I saw the photos of these dudes in their lead masks. Remember Horace Grant? I
1: mean, yeah, I remember Horace Grant. Did you know that he got LASIK pretty early in his career, but kept wearing the rec specs because he wanted to make it cool for kids to wear rec specs? God bless. Right?
0: Oh, as a as a glasses they were clear wearer. for most of his career. Wow, there was no prescription in them. Maybe he also didn't like getting poked in the eyes by big basketball players. And there's that too. It's probably smart. It, they looked pretty badass. It's true. As a glasses wearer since the age of about five years old. Mm-hmm. God, God bless you, Horace Grant. Yeah. Thank, right? thank you for making bespectacled children feel Brilliant. fucking... Brilliant.
1: Feel awesome. Also, how expensive must LASIK have been in the 80s? And how much were you taking your life into your own hands by doing it?
0: Do you think they were using
1: lasers at that's, the time? That's what I read. Was it LASIK, la- laseric, or
0: was it like scalpel like isn't the L in LASIK stand for laser? Well, right. But I I was just lasers. saying LASERS. Were they were they cutting eyes with scalpels back then instead of with lasers or well I don't think they would have called it LASIK then. I mean,
1: right. So you're saying the, the article I read about that was was incorrect?
0: Well they were like they were giving possible. it the contemporary equivalent of LASIK. Oh. I guess is what I was saying. Uh well we could find out when LASIK was invented. We could. Sorry, guys. Quick aside. You know, hey,
1: don't (laughs) apologize. This is what we do here. We just really quick need to figure out when Horace Grant got his eyes fixed. Let's see. In 1983, the first successful LASIK eye surgery was performed. 83? Yep.
0: All right.
1: That seems about right. It was probably fucking expensive and maybe maybe a little risky. You're going for it. Yeah, you're Mm -hmm. definitely going for it. Lasers were invented in 1960, though. That's tight. It took 23 years from being like, look at this cool thing to, uh, we should shoot it into your eye and cut stuff apart with it mm. or whatever LASIK surgery does.
0: <laughs> hey guys, we got this, uh, this like high powered burning cutting device. Cool. What's going to happen if we shoot it into an eyeball? <laughs> I, I you're actually, you're I don't have any, able to see better. I don't have any idea Dave. but it sounds dangerous. Let's fucking do it. <laughs>
1: Anyway, these two two gentlemen were found dead on top of a hill with uh raincoats and lead masks. And there was no apparent reason for their death. There was no like sign of struggle, they were they had no injuries, nothing. And next to them they had a uh an empty water bottle, a packet containing two towels and a small notebook. And on the notebook, this is where, okay, so if you read like the the American descriptions of this notebook. Yes. It says that on the, on the page of the notebook was written 1630 be at the specified location. Yes. 1830 ingest capsules after the effect protect metals, await signal mask. I think, I think that's
0: a translation, obviously. Well, oh, it is, it is, it is. Um, get read it one more time. Cause it's weird. And we're going to talk about like all the details of it. Okay. The
1: the quote, and I'm I'm pulling this from Wikipedia. I'm not sure where they're sourcing it from, but it's been reprinted in like all the American versions of the story. It's the only translation I came across. Valet uh, has a different one. That's very or tight. A, a longer quote from the Notebook. Apparently, okay. tight. Anyway, I'm curious. 1630. Be at the specified location. 1830. In just capsules. After the effect, protect metals await signal mask.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yes. Um, according to Jacques Vallet, even if that's not, even if that's not a good or accurate translation, or it's a clunky translation, it's a very strange combination of things. Yeah ingesting things and waiting for signals and protecting metals and covering your fucking face. Okay. Valet's
1: version says, quote, meet at the designated spot at 4.30 PM at 6.30 PM, ingest the capsules. So same so far after the effect is produced, protect half of the face with lead masks and wait for the prearranged signal. Mm. So, essentially the same information, but a slightly less clunky version of it. And it says, after the effect is produced, meaning, I'm assuming the capsules are supposed to have some sort of effect, protect half of the face with lead masks. Wait for the prearranged signal.
0: Right. But it doesn't say from who or what or where or why. Well, and one of the interesting things that I saw, and we'll get to this too, uh, is that from handwriting samples, the writing in the in the notebook was not their either of their personal writing. Correct. And Jacques Vallée didn't do um
1: This is okay, so real quick. Jacques Vallée wrote a book called Confrontations in 1990 that was just him documenting a bunch of different UFO encounters and stories yes and trying to get firsthand information about them and talk to eyewitnesses and stuff yes and he covers this specific story in the uh like the forward Mm. not the forward what's the uh prologue of his book so um if you know where to look you can find pdfs of this online Mm. if you want to read the whole thing he dedicates like 10 or so pages to it oh sick um he also he didn't do a handwriting analysis, but he talked to people who knew the two men, and like across the board said that is not how either of them spoke or wrote. Just like vocabulary wise, uh, these are not. This doesn't sound like them. Sure. So well, I guess just reaffirming that like that seems to be an instruction from someone else, not
0: something and written that, by someone else, right? Not yeah. something that either of them wrote. And we should rewind, too, to, well, I know you're probably going to get there, but we should also talk about who they were and what they were found with. Yes. Yes. So the two guys were
1: Manuel Pereira de Cruz and Miguel Jose Viana. Yeah.
0: Who were two electronics technicians. But No, go ahead. This is one of the ones that I found differed a little bit from the, the story is the same everywhere which is that some said they're like electrical workers or electrical technicians. Mm-hmm. But then I also saw another version that said something like they were ele- electronics enthusiasts or something like that, that it was not like part of their profession. So But this again made me go, is this just a an additional translation error or not error, but like, you know, it gets a little muddy with... Yeah. Uh, according to Valet, he when he
1: went and spoke with friends and family uh he said they specialized in putting up tv transmitters and repeaters
0: oh interesting and he makes okay. it sound
1: like that was their profession and they had actually told family members when they left the morning before they this or that they disappeared yep that they were going out to buy supplies for some job that they were working on interesting so they find these two guys on top of a hill they're dead Um, they have that note with them, an empty water bottle, two towels. They're wearing the same. Two wet towels? Uh, yeah, but I mean, that could be because of
0: they were out because they were outside for a few days, right? Yes. Although the, a couple of the descriptions that I read were saying that like it was in a package. Mm. like as in maybe they so were they were, wet and they were sealed inside of something and then sealed inside of something which that to me was interesting i thought the same thing you did but a couple of the descriptions i saw said that they were like inside of something else so if they were pre-wetted and put into a package i thought that'd be kind of weird that that is weird not any weirder than everything else about this entire fucking story but an yeah. additional weird uh thing they had no
1: obvious injuries and none were discovered during the autopsy, for some reason, the autopsy did not include a toxicology report, that's even weird. though they died for no apparent reason and had a note with them telling them to ingest capsules. Yeah, that's right uh, they does. didn't think to do a toxicology report. According to the coroner's office, they were too
0: busy to do one, which seems odd. It is odd. I also saw um, someone said that because they were in sort of a non-populated location and were stumbled upon by uh, a random passerby kid flying a dang kite, uh, that they'd been decomposing in their location for a little while and that it, the autopsy itself was hard to do because some of their organs had uh, well been a little far gone.
1: I think that might be conflating two things, though, because they disappeared and were definitely alive on August 17th. And they were found on August 20th. Right. That's only three days. But the family, like, years later, or I'll have to look exactly how long it was, but, like, considerably after their death, had them exhumed and did a second autopsy.
0: Oh, really? Which might be what you're referring to. Interesting. I did not see that. Yeah. I thought it was just that, like, three days unprotected in the... In the wilderness, like I don't know. I don't know how yeah. don't know how much a body decomposes like outdoors for three days. I don't either. I would think you'd still be able to determine
1: some stomach contents or at least like try. Yeah. If there's no other obvious yeah. sign of death, you would yeah. think that would be a logical next step.
0: True, true, true.
1: Um Valet says that the note in the or the notebook <laughs> that was with them also contained some sort of basic electrical formulas and that there was a crushed piece of paper some cellophane soaked in a chemical substance whoa and a handkerchief with the initials AMS like embroidered on it that were also found with the men which if you'll remember are neither of their initials correct um he says and i couldn't find this reported or confirmed anywhere else. He says the skin of the corpses had a pinkish color and showed possible burns but decomposition had progressed to the point where such a finding was not significant. Mm. Meaning that it, I guess it could have been something natural during composition or because of where they had
0: been and how they were exposed for three days I guess. You could have been sunburned for three consecutive days on top of a hill. Yeah, except they were wearing suits and raincoats. Which is also they wouldn't weird. have very much skin exposed. Like I've never seen an electrical technician go to purchase goods and be on the job in a suit. I mean, I guess maybe the 60s were a little different, but like, wouldn't you be doing that in some sort of more casual, like working type gear? Yeah. I mean, they
1: weren't going to actually do a job. They, they just they told said that they that? well, they said that they were going to Sao Paulo. To buy, quote, a car and some electrical equipment, hmm. and they had about a thousand dollars, like the equivalent of a thousand dollars American, in cash with them. It was some like some
0: ridiculous three million, whatever the local currency was. Yeah, uh, cruzeiros, I guess that's the one. Yeah, which, I was, yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know if that's even is that still used. I don't think so. I think um, didn't they have to. This is dumb, me trying to speculate about Brazilian history. I don't even know American history <laughs> Brazil's the the real, okay, so, so I don't know they had three million of a currency that doesn't exist anymore. I don't think so it translates to roughly a thousand dollars American,
0: which is a lot of money at the time, right I mean a thousand dollars thousand dollars in the sixties
1: uh I mean I would think so inflation calculator tells us that $1,000 in 1966 would have the same buying power as roughly $7,850 in 2018.
0: Okay.
1: A lot of money, but if you're going to buy a car,
0: yeah. You probably carrying a somewhere around 10
1: grand, like that's that's a pretty you're reasonable amount. Going to pay amount. cash for a vehicle. Right, yeah. right. Um they left in the morning around nine o'clock by bus. This is on the seventeenth when they left this their on, houses. Yeah. This yep. is on the seventeenth of August. Um they reached mm, it, Niteroi. It, 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 yeah. Uh yeah. sorry, Brazilian listeners. Neat. Yeah. I don't know what that accent means. <laughs> At two PM it was raining, so they purchased identical raincoats. For nine thousand four hundred cruzieros, so uh, I don't know a small percentage of the money they were carrying. Yes, they also stopped at a bar and purchased a bottle of mineral water. And on at about three fifteen, they set off on foot up to the path of the hill that they were found on. And they yes. were seen there at about five p.m. on the uh, the afternoon evening of the seventeenth, which is the last time that they were seen alive. And then three days later, they were found by a kid flying a kite. Vintam Hill, or Vintame mm-hmm. Hill is the hill that they were found on. So there were two autopsies done. Um, There was no pathology to be found. They also looked for injection sites in case they had perhaps been poisoned. Yep. Reviewed nothing. And so police started looking into other possible reasons or causes for their death and trying to figure out if any actual crime had been committed because they were also found <clears throat> with uh very little of the money that they had left with. Mm. So whether they purchased that vehicle and left it somewhere, which doesn't seem likely, or if they got robbed. So the fir- one of the first hypotheses that the police looked at was that possibly they had been robbed because they were carrying At one point, a large amount of cash, and when they were found dead, were not. Right. But you would think if you're robbing someone, you would take all of their cash. Right. You're not going to rob someone and leave them with $50. You're going to take whatever they have on them, I would think. And, yeah, it doesn't seem to do a whole lot of good to not. And if they had been killed during a robbery, you would think there would be some obvious method of murder there they had not been shot they had no injuries there was no apparent sign of struggle their clothes weren't messed up nothing right they were just lying down next to each other dead So it seemed very unlikely that they had been robbed and killed should we uh well go ahead they briefly explored the possibility that the two men were spies thinking that the top of that hill would have been an isolated and somewhat strategic spot to survey the
0: larger area. Sure. Or potentially, like, send or receive a communication of some kind. Yeah, or... but there was no real evidence of that. Um, in one of the stories I I saw, I did see an interesting tidbit that says that they didn't actually walk up the hill, that they hitched a ride with two men in a jeep. Okay. Um I don't have confirmation of that at all. It is sort of um, frustrating
1: how little firsthand information there is about any of this stuff.
0: Right. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, it's the 60s. It's in a foreign country. It's way before the internet. There's, you know... Other than two people's lives, there wasn't apparently much else
1: at stake. Like, it didn't seem to be tied to any other anything. Like obviously, it's terrible for those guys' families who both had kids and stuff. Yeah, but like, right. It's and obviously the families spent a lot of time trying to figure out what had happened. But it's at strange the same time, and, I understand why it didn't become
0: a bigger yeah. national or international story. Right. It's it's strange and tragic, but outside of that, it's not like the the broader consequences are relatively minimal, contained. If, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh LA proposed that the spot that they were found would have been a good location for a TV repeater and that maybe they were surveying a potential location for installing one, and that would
0: explain why they were also purchasing equipment. That's interesting. But they were not found with any surveying equipment? Uh,
1: or... No, I
0: guess I, I maybe... I didn't mean like...
1: Surveying in the technical sense, maybe just like,
0: like we should go up there and see if it's a good look. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but again, there's no real evidence of that. It's just speculation based on that's what those guys did for a living, and they're found in this weird spot after saying they were going to go pick up some equipment. Right. Um, one of the detectives in Brazil said, "Quote." We thought it might be a case of a homosexual suicide pact and uh, using the not very politically correct language of the 60s said this spot is known to be a rendezvous point for gays from the neighborhood. But there was no evidence of this either in the victims lives, meaning these guys were not gay or in the manner they died, which I don't know what that means.
0: Yeah, like they had their I saw their pants on.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, like, what you-
0: <laughs> why would yeah? What would be what would be the related thing there? Yeah. Um, then
1: he he then says every line of investigation ran into the same brick wall. No evidence.
0: <laughs> Which, like, then that's obviously not a fucking theory,
1: my dude. Right. This dude's just saying, know, maybe they were gay because because yeah. what? Because G- gay people die on
0: hills. Because there's, there's two about. of them.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't have any evidence
0: of that. <laughs> You know, quite the detective work there, bro. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe like a, maybe a fucking Sasquatch crawled out of the center of the planet and <laughs> choked him to death. Whoa, I'm nervous. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't have any evidence of that. I'm just saying maybe that's the thing that happened <laughs> or or like, who knows? Maybe Jesus came back and struck him down. Uh, I don't have any evidence of that either. I'm just I'm saying like maybe that happens. I don't know. The shitty fucking detective. Dude, the shittiest (laughs) detective ever is the guy who just throws press conferences. People are like, sir, uh, the the two men who died up on Bintam Hill. Do you you know what happened? Well, Well, uh, if you're not prepared to do the research, (laughs) why make the statement (laughs) in the first place? (laughs) Just... Throwing wild hypotheticals into
1: just, the wind, just opens his press conference with. Oh, hi,
0: thanks for checking <laughs> in.
1: Still a piece of garbage. Yeah, no detective work happening here whatsoever. Sorry.
0: What, what What do you think happened on the top of Ventum Hill? Well, uh, maybe a, a super interplanetary uh, uh, lightning bolt came from <laughs> Jupiter and struck through our atmosphere and and killed his them. Head fell off. Oh my God, that's fascinating, <laughs> sir. Can you tell us why you think that? Oh, I have no idea. I have no evidence to say. It. I'm just saying, like maybe that's what it did. It. <laughs> Fuck off, dude. That's so trash. What a what a trash take from a from a bad detective. Yeah. Um but th- I mean <laughs> I'm detective bad and I'm bad at being a detective.
1: I also kind of get why there was so much speculation, not that that's what a detective should be doing publicly. Well, yes. <laughs> but because Sheerly there was speculating s- during
0: press conferences.
1: Right. Because th- well, this was not a press conference. We we were exaggerating a little. This was in a conversation with jacques Foley. I, but, I like I like the vision of it being right. yes. Repressive. Your your scene was much funnier. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'd like if you don't know what's going on and there's no evidence and the only evidence you do have is really fucking weird and doesn't add up to anything logical. Yeah, I mean this is this speculation is ripe for or this situation is ripe for
0: speculation. Completely. I mean, I think the the weirdest thing as I was reading all these different takes on this story, I think you're totally right it leads to so many different threads because it's almost like um there is no good thread tying oh, no. all of these things together I mean I would say none at all much less a good one right and so because of that people look for like any thread which including UFO dangerously messy very quickly uh oh um do we have, do we, I just want to make sure we cover all of our, do we have any other datas about them before we go into our, all of our hypotheses? Uh, I, guess
1: that's everything. I don't think so. They yeah, were both in true. their mid thirties, if that's important.
0: Yeah. Mid thirties, families. Had, they both
1: had wives and children.
0: Um, yeah, I guess that's all my details about like them and their discovery situation as well. Well Okay.
1: This sort of relates to that, but also gets into some of the, the theories about what may have been happening. Um, Manuel's wife said, when speaking to uh, one of the detectives, that the two, meaning her her husband and the other gentleman, were members of a, quote, spiritualist group, an occult society with, quote, unknown objectives. Oh, uh, it was rumored, however, that the group's main objective was to communicate with other
0: planets. Oh wait, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like but, the that's the legitest lead I've seen so
1: far. They spoke to a pilot in the area named Elcio Correa de Silva, who was also a member of this same spiritualist group, which they don't name. Um, But he said to the detectives that he had indeed conducted a number of, quote, experiments with the two victims. Uh Uh-oh. One in Manuel's garden in Campos and another time on the beach in Adafona? Anyway, they they were doing experiments which sometimes resulted in huge explosions. Um, One of them involved a large explosion followed by some sort of luminous object in the sky and a blinding flash. whoa, Which may explain why they needed lead eye protection if they were expecting some sort of large flash of light overhead. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh.
0: What do you guys Um, do? Uh, We're spiritualists. What does that mean? We blow shit up! So, okay,
1: the 60s were a different time, apparently. Because they, follow, so they followed up this lead by speaking to the families of the two men. Yes, who said, "No, no, no, they were just building homemade bombs." Don't even worry about those guys. <laughs> they were literally make. They said they were literally making pipe bombs. Quote: that- Homemade bombs manufactured with pipes and wires. End quote. Whoa. The police come around. Hey, what were they doing? Oh, don't worry about. It. Just pipe bombs. It's
0: fine. They were just blowing up pipe bombs. Little of this, little of that. In the sky, pipe apparently. Pipe bomb here, pipe bomb there. Um which I mean, I would immediately go, oh, so they blew their dumb asses up, but the weird thing is but like they totally didn't. There's no sign of a struggle or, right. or like, However. Shrapnel or However.
1: They did receive the police did receive a call From a woman in town who said that as she was driving home on the night of the 17th with her daughter, they looked up in the sky over the hill and saw an oval object that was orange with a line of fire around its edges, quote, sending out rays in all directions Mm. while it hovered over the hill. She stopped her car and observed it for a few minutes as it rose and fell vertically while giving off a blue ray. And then she got back in her car and drove home, told her husband about it. They went back out to look for it again and couldn't find it.
0: And I also saw that there were two separate newspapers in the Rio area who reported some version of these this sighting, mm-hmm. uh, which is fucking I, interesting to me. That a lot of people reported seeing
1: a similar-looking UFO in that location on that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: like we try to be. I think health. Oh.
1: Sorry, that's I think, okay. I think I maybe saw a UFO the other night. Well, say, remind me to come back to it at the end. How did we not <laughs> lead with that? <laughs> Sorry.
0: How did it take to getting to the UFO part of the story that Spencer may have seen his first UFO? I almost How it- bad are we at this show?
1: <laughs> what
0: the fuck? We're almost an hour into a mystery about UFOs, and you're like, oh, BT well, for- dubs, bro. I forgot
1: that this was about UFOs, and then I forgot. Anyway, remind me to come back to it.
0: I mean, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I just want to like delete everything
1: we've done so no, far it's and be not, like, it's like five minutes tops. It's not that.
0: All right, I didn't get abducted or anything. All right, well it'll be it'll be the last thing we do before uh, before we sign off. Okay, so I, t- I think we try to be like healthily skeptical on this show. Um yeah, when it's fun. What do you mean? Sometimes it's more fun not to be, and
1: I buy yeah, it. Yeah, well. You know. I mean, we Blindly are, I think, buy into stuff because it's entertaining.
0: Yes. But like, I think that's generally how we entertain it. Right. As we say, like, we're buying oh, right, into right, this right, because right. it's fun, fun right. to play with. But if we're ever having a conversation around like what really happened here or where do these stories come from? Whatever. I think we try to be as like healthily skeptical as possible. Fuck no. Um, <laughs> and I think there's, there's reasons why we are generally skeptical about things. And I think. I always look for things like multiple sources of the same information coming from a variety of reputed sources. So if you have two separate newspapers in the Rio area, I mean, a newspaper is like... Well, a, and I think those reports,
1: because in, in Valet's work, he uncovered, a, he says, quote, a large number of police reports about the UFO. From that same night. Mm-hmm. The so hmm The I'm guessing, yeah. I'm guessing that the articles are based on the information from police reports, most likely, unless there were even more people reporting it and some called the police and some called the paper or both or whatever. But the police fielded, quote, a large number of calls about it on the night of the 17th.
0: Okay, so I'm I'm letting myself go here a little bit, but... The night that two men in their early thirties, one of whom is confirmed in a spiritualist group. They both were. Excuse me. Both men were in a spiritualist group that, uh, entertains the possibility of, uh, of communicating with other planets. Correct. Go disappear on a hill. Bodies found on the hill on a night where police reports, eyewitness reports from an, from an author and newspaper reports all in the Rio de Janeiro area report a UFO being sighted over the hill on which they were found dead the next day after being instructed to take pills and wear weird fucking eye masks. Yeah. I mean, that's the, it's that's, fucking bizarre. That's, man. That's what we're talking about. It. That's the real fucking thread of this story, mm-hmm. which is weird as fucking balls. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um,
1: Sorry, I'm just I'm reading through my notes. And I mentioned earlier that there were two autopsies. Yes. One after the men had been buried and they actually exhumed them. Yes. That was only on the on the twenty-third of August. So that may have Oh, so they were
0: not exhumed like a year later. It was No, it was like two or three. A week day, later. Yeah. No, like a couple of days. Or a week. I sorry, they a week after they died. Right. But they weren't even
1: found until the twentieth. They probably weren't buried until the twenty fifth. First, at the earliest I would guess
0: sure so like just a, like day a day or two later is afterwards yeah, yeah, yeah it's an interesting choice to be like and then they didn't find anything <laughs> yeah it's it what like what would prompt
1: that uh I would guess the fact that they didn't do any toxicology reports the first time if I'm their family and yeah you tell me that these guys died for no apparent reason and there's a note telling them to ingest capsules. I would yeah. like you to try and find out what those capsules were and if that's what killed them. Right, right, right. That, yeah. I mean, and six days later, you probably... There's got to be at least a
0: chance that you can still get information about that, I would think. I would think so, too. I would imagine even for a long time afterwards. Dude, this story's so fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So fucking weird. Um,
1: so I... Okay. The UFO thing... The reports of the UFO thing, to me, makes sense with the reports of whatever experiments they had been doing in which things seemed to levitate and then explode. Sure. There were reports that they had been doing some sort of scientific, electrical, whatever experiments in which things went up in the air and then exploded. And or like homemade fireworks, basically. Maybe, or pipe bombs, or alien communication devices. Who fucking knows? True. So that would explain they were buying electrical equipment. If you were, like, launching something into the air, it might make sense to find a a, a high point to do that from, a high, somewhat isolated remote point. Especially if you think it's going to be dangerous. Right. It might make sense why you would have lead masks if you were expecting something
0: incredibly bright to happen. Yep. Um. Although, they're weird that, like, they couldn't, they didn't have eye holes in them at all. They're just full, fi- like, eye covers. Yeah. Well, it's just sort of weird, like, if you're going to blow something up, you're going to be, like, you're not going to see it. You're not going to look out for, like, shrapnel. Okay, or, so here's, here's the next step. You could also look away. Like, you could literally just, like, put your hand in your elbow and turn away, and it would accomplish the same thing from, like, a covering your retinas thing. Right. The next step that might
1: make sense with that, because I agree that it would seem like there would be better ways to avoid being blinded yeah. than cutting it's out just sheets eye of lead and putting them on your face. Right. I I think it might also tie in with the weird spiritualist shit that they were into. That maybe whatever they were building they thought was some sort of uh communication device or something, and that they're going to go up on this hill at night. They're going to launch this, whatever the fuck it is that they, they made. They're going to take maybe some psychedelics, maybe uh, whatever they were yeah. going to take. And maybe there was a ritual aspect to it where, I mean, they were dressed exactly the same. They were laying down in the same position next to each other. Yeah. Maybe there's something about, like, you have to be facing up in order to communicate with these beings. Right, right. Therefore...
0: You have to cover your. I don't. You know, like yeah. Or or maybe there's some sort of like, I mean, if they are experienced in signal transmission, maybe they're going. This is going to be a conductor of electricity or something like that. So we're gonna. Man, and they were going Doc Brown on it. I mean,
1: it would also maybe explain why they had instructions from someone else. Someone was part their, of the spiritualist, their spiritualist group. group leader guy. Maybe gave them some sort of. Uh, instructions on, on how to do whatever it was they thought they were doing. Which makes Talking it, to Jupiter.
0: Yeah, which makes it feel a lot more, like, cult suicide-y, kind of, you know? Yeah, like, although... take take the pill and die together in okay, the same so, way and catch, catch hale, hale Bob comet on your way. How'd they die, though? Well, good question. So, you, what you were saying made me think two things. One... Is it possible that they could have created some sort of a concussive device that could have, like, if it went up and blew up and put out—I mean, could it put a put out a big enough concussion to kill somebody? I don't know. Without any evidence, that would be apparent in an autopsy.
1: It's true. Like, if it if it and was without that ex- anyone in the town reporting an explosion, yeah. Like, if it was that explosive, it probably would have been trapped of some kind. True. You would have okay. You would have some sort of. Injuries to your organs or something yeah. that would have been enough to kill you. Yeah.
0: Or or a concussive blast that was far enough away, but to not provide, to produce shrapnel would have to have been huge and like a right. booming sound that would have been heard from miles Everyone. away. Everyone, yeah. Okay, so were, without that. Were the capsules like cyanide
1: or something and they just didn't ever test for it? Yeah. And part, or, of, and part of the communication was leaving this plane of existence?
0: Right, like a legit, like cult suicide type thing. Well, so that's another thing: is like, did they? Is it possible that they either didn't know what was in it, and it was some sort of homebrew hallucinogen? I made this in my bathtub, and it's going to help you find God. Right thing, or and and they were like, okay, cool, bottoms up. Let's. This is going to be super fun to tell our families about tomorrow. Bring on the Jupiterians. Oops. Oh, oops never mind, we're never coming back ever. Or maybe they knew that they were taking something that was going to kill them, but they thought that whatever they were doing was going to somehow zap them into space or something like that, you know? you Right. You'd, I mean,
1: you brought up Heaven's Gate. That was basically the concept there.
0: Right. Like if we die at the time. Two people? It's an awfully small cult. yeah. Well, maybe they were going to try it out. And if they went to Jupiter, they'd do it on Jupiter and come back and be like, you guys, you got to put the sled mask on. And then it seems crazy that no
1: information would come out about that in terms of them being tied to some larger group. Other than like, like if, they're, if their family really thought that that's what happened, wouldn't they just say like, Oh, yeah, this is the group they were a part of, and you should go talk to these guys?
0: Well, didn't you say that's what happened, though, is that it came out that they were a part of this weird spiritualist communication group after the fact, though? Right, but then that wasn't, like, investigated further. R- well, right. Which but seems it, odd. It seems like it sure should have, yeah. I mean, it seems like this this reeks of a lot of those types of stories where people are... um getting instructions from an authority leader to do a handful of weird things all at the same time to try to leave the planet or find God or whatever, and they end up dead instead. Yeah. Um, last bit on the uh, wild
1: speculation yep. angle. from <laughs> Again, from Jacques Vallée. Uh, quote, a group of Brazilian spiritualists claimed to be in contact with Jupiterian beings through psychic channeling. According to these messages, the deaths of the victims, meaning the the two men, were an accident that resulted when they started running forward towards the saucer that was supposed to pick them up before they were instructed to do so. The channel also disclosed that the Jupiterians were females, one foot taller than the average humans, with vertical mouths and four fingers on their hands. Wait, I'm sorry, who is saying all these things? A group of Brazilian spiritualists. No one took the revelation seriously since there was no evidence that the men had died while running. I think there might be other reasons that they didn't take it seriously, but...
0: <laughs> no, that's the only one. Did you ever think maybe this guy's bullshitting you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, But it does
1: speak to the fact that like some of these weird ideas were out there at that time. Yeah. People did think they were channel- channeling... 7 foot tall women with vertical mouths from Jupiter Right. and that they were sending flying saucers here. Right, right. Yeah. And people saw a fucking flying saucer above the
0: hill. I mean, that's honestly dude like or, you know, they saw a flying thing. Yeah. The, but the like this the actual externally confirmed UFO sighting over the hill is what fucks it all up for me. Cuz I would be able to be like, okay, these guys thought they were going to heaven and instead woke up never because they took something weird or whatever. But the fact that externally confirmed something got seen is the thing that bucks with me. Yeah. And, and well, who knows, maybe they created something of that their thing. creation. Yeah. Right. But and, then where'd it go? What was it? And where did it go? Well, so that's another thing I was going to say too is not Jupiter. Is it on Jupiter? Has anyone checked Jupiter? I mean, is there is there a possibility that something could elevate and explode in a way that would not really be, like, found? You know, or not, or like... I don't know like, how. I
1: mean, it, there it's... There would be no, no pieces of it anywhere. No one would have heard or seen the explosion. A bunch of people saw something hovering. Right. No one saw or heard an explosion. No one found any shrapnel from an explosion. They weren't... The men who were would have been lying directly underneath it weren't covered in anything. Yeah, that's
0: true. That That is kind of the weird part for me is if it was something of their own creation, if there's no evidence of that, I guess, I don't know, how is that possible? And to your point too about the hover thing, like what technology gets shot up into the air stays there and then disappears. or disappears. Like, yeah, nothing. A firework goes up and blows up, you know. But we and don't... Even then, you would find pieces of it if you looked. Yes.
1: Yes. There would be a spot on the ground where you'd lit it from, where something would
0: be burned, probably. Yes. A small part of me wonders if there there was a possibility that they could have, like, I don't know, like transmitted some sort of electronic signal and, like, literally electrocuted themselves to death or something like that. I mean, again... Again, wouldn't an autopsy... Wouldn't, wouldn't there be some evidence of that? Electrocu- Electrocution has to leave some sort of effect on the body. Pink skin? I don't know. You got lead masks on your face if you got a powerful electrical signal? Maybe... I don't know. How about this? You go up to the top of the hill. You've got some crazy fucking electrical signal generator thing that you're pumped about because you work in electricity and you're trying to talk to the fucking interplanetary solar system. You get taken up the hill by a couple dudes in Jeeps and they're like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, word, sounds dangerous. We'll come back and check on you later. They come back and check on them. They're fucking dead. And they're like, you know what we could do? We could see if they have any money on them. They clear them of their cash. They take, but they didn't. They left them with some. Well, most of it.
1: Yeah, but who? what kind of robbery is that? Well, I don't know. You, you take
0: 90% of the cash that somebody has? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, maybe you check five out of six pockets and, I mean, I don't know. You keep cash in a bunch of different pockets? I mean, who knows? Maybe you paid for water and you put some of it inside of your breast pocket of your suit and that's what was left over was just like the change from a couple of purchases. It also doesn't
1: explain how they died.
0: No, but I'm saying maybe between their capsules and their fiendy for electrical fucking and it, research. And it doesn't explain what the UFO thing was. No. I mean, maybe, though, something they created as well above them. But then where the fuck did it go? I don't well, know, man. Can I throw one more wrench in it? Sure.
1: According to, again... We've Jacques- got enough here already. Yep. According to Jacques Blay again... Uh, At the scene of the tragedy, I noted that no vegetation was growing at the place where the bodies had been found. I asked whether the location was known with precision, and the witness showed me the stake that had been placed at the exact spot that the bodies had been found. So they marked, he was there in 80-something?
0: Like 20 years after this happened? And there was still no vegetation where those dudes had died? Correct. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Yes. Everything about this is fucking weird. That's extremely fucking weird.
1: Yes. I don't think it takes... I mean, I could see, like, if you're lying on top of something for five days or three days, four days, whatever it was, you probably kill the grass that's underneath you. But you don't... But it grows back in, I would
0: think, less than 20 years. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to have some sort of, like, metal or chemical or something like that in the soil in that area to prevent... Vegetation from ever coming back.
1: Or a bunch of salt because you were warding off demons.
0: Uh, okay, all right. Yes. <laughs> also, maybe. I mean, maybe what happened was they took a bunch of jello packets and mixed them with cyanide and poured them into the ground. I mean, I don't have any evidence of that. <laughs> I don't have any evidence of that, but maybe that's what happened. Dude.
1: I I don't fucking know man
0: I don't either I I feel like there's a lot of ways This would make a lot of sense If there weren't at least three If not many more than three Externally confirmed reports Of the fucking thing over the hill Like One of the ones I saw was uh, Basically like Them being conned into You know take out this much money And meet us here at this time And we'll show you blah 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 Dudes come, you feed them, you know, cyanide pills and you take their money and you leave. You know, like they're like, I saw a version of that. That's also don't have to kill somebody to rob them, though. You don't, but what, like, it might be,
1: might might make it a little easier. I, I guess, if you want to also be charged with two murders for taking a thousand dollars off of somebody, well, sure. I mean, I'm not not saying it's a great idea. I'm just saying, like, and then you have to trick someone into ingesting something like that's not how you murder people. Usually.
0: No. Yeah. I I guess that whole thing of like the con man aspect is, and then it's a lot of complication for like, not a lot of reward. And
1: then they were carrying around a note that said, ingest these capsules. Yes.
0: But given to them by someone else, what
1: the fuck was the UFO thing?
0: Right. I, I do think the, the money thing is there's a distinct possibility that like somebody had some cash in a pocket but that maybe they were found after death and got cleared, or they out. just bought some stuff. I mean, they said they were going out to buy things, right? They may have
1: bought a car, right? And, and drove it somewhere.
0: somewhere, or yeah, and, and if because it, was, it had just
1: been transferred and maybe not transferred in a legal sense.
0: Well, and also like there would be buying no a used it. car in the '60s, like I don't know. And if
1: I'm the guy who just sold that used car to them, I don't want to be like. Oh yeah, I was the last person who saw the two dead guys you found. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I maybe made a not totally legal transaction with them right before
0: they died. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to
1: talk to you about that. Yeah,
0: no problem. I don't know, dude. I, I, I got no answers. I wish I did. I we I never, wish this was one where
1: I mean that's not our, really our
0: thing. No, but I mean I think you know in in many of our stories we at least come to I think that I think if I had to pick a most probable it would be. Or mm-hmm. something like that. And I have I have none of that with this one. I can get... I
1: could wrap my head around all of it except the what happened to whatever that... Made the light in the sky? Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Like, if you're part of this weird group that thinks they can communicate with aliens. I could see you ingesting something that would maybe kill you. They didn't run a toxicology report. Yep. You got to wear a lead mask to be taken by the aliens, whatever... And you bought a bunch of electronics to build this thing that you thought was going to somehow allow for this communication. Right. All of that potentially makes sense to me. And there seems to be at least some like circumstantial evidence to support to that. Up. Yeah. Agreed. What, the only part I don't understand is what was that thing and where did it go? Because it seems like there were enough people that saw it and enough evidence of them being into building weird shit in the past and in that moment to support that, like, that seems possible that they built some weird shit that maybe went up in the air and gave off light. Right. But then where did it go?
0: Right. I mean, I guess the other possibility would be that Kite Kid just took it home with him when he when he found him first. Well, or I mean, is there is there somehow some chance that due to where they were and if the police reports about the UFO sighting on the hill hadn't come in when they were investigating it initially, maybe they were like, weird, we found these dead guys. And then a week later, they were like, yeah, there was a weird light in the sky. And they just never really put it together. But because they never put it together, they weren't like combing the hill for evidence of what the thing in the sky was because it just wasn't like they didn't have the connection early enough to make that a thing. And, and again, we I mean, talked about... In the meantime, about- maybe... Bubbles came by and put it in one of his shopping carts? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fed it to a Sam Squanch. <laughs> but maybe it's just like up there in the foliage in pieces covered, yeah. you know, covered or down in they the dirt. Just, they built a flying pipe bomb and it exploded? Maybe. I mean, I guess that's that's maybe a version of it I can get behind is... It's, it's, I think that's as close as we're going to get. Fucking A, man. Doesn't really make any sense still, but... no. That's one that's lived for a Makes. long time on the uh on the sheer merits of doesn't make any goddamn yeah. sense, yeah, or you know, I guess the other thing that's like a definite possibility is that uh you know Manuel and Miguel live on Jupiter now in their fucking new formed alien they have bodies, transcended. yeah, they've yeah. transcended mm-hmm. uh maybe they were fucking right, and we're just simple we here. we're simple <laughs> beings. <laughs>
1: Yes. That was them, not us. Because oh. I still have to tell you about my UFO. Bring it the fuck on. So, whatever, was it Wednesday night, last night that we were hanging out and we went and watched a basketball game
0: at the bar? Uh, I was not at the, wait, last week or last night? Last week. Last week. You said last night, I think, and I was like, no, oh. it's not last night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, last week when we went yeah. to watch the okay. Wolves game. yeah, yeah. I'm walking home and there's a light above me, or not like directly above me, but like in front of me at roughly the height maybe that an airplane would be. So I'm walking north. Okay. From, for you listeners, from where we live and our Minneapolis-St. Paul airport is to the south of us. Yes. And so often you'll see planes going from north to south yes. over this general vicinity because they're flying into the airport. A ton of them fly over most of South Minneapolis. Yeah. So at first I was like, okay, plane going south to the airport. And there was a light on the front of it that was flashing intermittently. Yes. Which as far as I know is not a thing that airplanes do. Like a bright white light flashing on the front of it. Was that the only light? Yes. Hmm. And it was not moving as far as I could tell, like, towards me. You know, because as I've seen thousands of planes fly over my house all the time to the airport, they get lower. They have to turn to, like, find the runway at some point.
0: If you've ever been in South Minneapolis, you can usually
1: hear them. Right. I could not hear anything. It was at just, like, a a stationary point with a flashing light every, like, second or so.
0: Is it a drone? Maybe. That's my first thought is, like, if someone taking nighttime drone footage like in a south side neighborhood and just like your your vantage point was maybe a little weird well and it but it, like i was watching it for a minute or two
1: without it moving at all like vertically or horizontally and so at first i was like is that it looked like uh you know put like a beacon on top of tall structures sometimes yeah but that's always red or blue and it's i mean i know that area really well there's nothing there otherwise i would see it Every night. All the time, yeah. And I walk over there all the time. And as I'm walking the seven blocks back to my house, this thing eventually starts going just like horizontally at about the same height. And never got closer to me. It was following you, though. But eventually flew. So it was kind of like in front of me and to the left at first. And eventually stayed at what seemed to be about the same distance, but moved to my right. So it was in front of me. And then just kept going in that direction, which was then away from the airport. Mm. Hmm. Did you take a picture? No. Mm. I felt compelled not to. Just kidding. (laughs) I just felt like I couldn't. Uh, And then I just
0: watched it until like it faded out eventually. Weird. Yeah. Was the intermittent flashing like on us a, like a like a uh, tempo? Yeah, it seemed to be like, you know, it was like every second or so. My inclination is that it was like a drone that someone was like flying through south because I think you can you can like leave them up in a spot for a while if you want to and they just won't move. Yeah. So maybe and it, it was... would not be loud enough that I would have heard anything. But it could have been high enough up that it was like, what the fuck is that weird flashing light up in the sky? Yeah. But. but like, you
1: you have to be... I I thought about that, too, and that's probably what it was. Yeah. But, like, aren't you supposed to be within, like, visual range of it while flying it? I think so. Because you... No, you couldn't have been for, like, the distance that this thing eventually covered. Okay. Which doesn't mean that somebody wasn't, obviously. Right. Like, you can clearly break laws right but it was just weird and it wasn't over like anything interesting like it would have been over somebody's house probably yeah yeah and then didn't come back to that point as far as i could tell (laughs) it just fucked off (laughs) yeah (laughs) so somebody from a distance farther away than they like out of sight of this thing was flying it to just go hang out like and it was pretty fucking high too, like a, like a hundred feet or more above somebody's house Yeah, and then
0: just come back. Like I, that's obviously possible, but it seems weird. I, I really like the, the mental image of this dude getting a drone for his birthday. Real psyched. He just goes out into his backyard in South Minneapolis, sends it straight up and he's like, all right, so how do I fly this thing? All right. <laughs> it's just, it's stationary. Cool. Cool. All right. I think I'm getting the hang of this. Um, oh. Oh God, oh God, it's going away. Oh God, oh God, it's going away. Oh, or, it's, or in like, it's in the river. It's in the river. Oh, fuck. He just set it down and it
1: was leaning on the, on the joystick to the left and this thing just went. He like did it to pick up his beard. and was like, oh God, it's oh, gone! oh shit. <laughs> but don't, doesn't the drone still have to have the red and green lights on it? So that was the other thing is I was going to say, I, I do think that drones have to have that though. And this did not. It was one light that was white
0: and flashing. That's weird, man. Yeah, it's bizarre. I do kind of wish you'd try to take some, like, zoomed-in video of it, even if it was shitty zoomed-in video. And, yeah, well, too busy making piles of mashed potatoes in
1: the Devil's Tower. What? Guys, that was a test to see if Ryan has ever watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I have not okay. watched <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind.
0: <laughs> I just looked at you like you were a fucking uh, alien when you said that one. Uh-huh. It's
1: like... Spencer. I have not had any close encounters and I'm pissed I think, I think we're still that's still the current status I just had something weird happen Spencer's like
0: telling me his alien stories and talking about <laughs> devil's towers <laughs> he's trying Dude, to be I like started,
1: I started playing this melody at it and, it and it repeated it back to me that okay I know that scene okay, cool. that scene I, I I had my tuba with me so I just I, I took out my tuba
0: we out of here Yeah, right, bro next time we'll, we'll keep we'll keep looking for our encounters uh we love you guys we'll see you next week face your fears son we'll be back next week with another episode of the what if podcast learn more at www.whatifpodcast.com